Howdy, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, a new podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today we are going to get lost in the lyrics of All Star by Smash Mouth. Be sure to stay tuned afterwards for Elliot to talk about flags and for updates on my knitting projects. So, um, first, uh, how, how are you, Claire? I, I'm, I'm okay. It's a Monday, so there's the normal Monday feeling of, ugh, the week starting again. But, uh, nice. other than that, I'm, I'm pretty good. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, yes, Mondays are kind of not enjoyable. That is why, um, that's why they're called Mondays. Anyway, um. <laughs> not really, but, uh, how are uh, you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Uh, had a kind of disorienting day, but you know I can go into detail about that later. Anyway, um, uh, Claire, how what was your initial reaction to to hearing the song? Like, do you remember the first time when you heard this song, or the first time you remembered this song, or looked into the song? Um, let's see. So the first time I heard this song was probably watching Shrek as a child. And I didn't really have any feelings about it. Actually, I would say that I probably didn't have any feelings about it until recently when we were looking up the meaning of this song for the podcast. Um, And then I came to realize that it's about um, how society is ruling our lives. Hmm. Hmm. Did you have... You'll you'll have to explain more later. Initial Um, reaction? I I think perhaps yes. I think that the first time I heard the song would have to have been Shrek. Um and then I do recall that my mom owned the soundtrack to Shrek when I was a kid and she put it on this i this is a device that people used to listen to music called an iPod. Um it's 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 a bit of older technology nowadays. Um the iPod classic. 2007 big Mm -hmm. fan of that um but when i was a kid she had an ipod which she put songs and things on for my sister and i to listen to and in the songs was this song and sometimes it came on so i definitely enjoyed it when i was smaller um though i i can't say that as a kid i really had any thoughts about the per like the purpose or meaning of the song, I'd say it was generally just a catchy tune when I was mm-hmm. younger. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, shall we get to the analysis part now? Okay. Do we want to start with the just the first stanza and then just kind of go chronologically from there? Sure. We'll break up this analysis okay. in the stanzas of the so, lyrics. So he says, the world... Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. And... Then he says that he's not the sharpest tool in the set while saying ain't. So we get a sense of uh, the slang in the ain't. um, Sort of the idea that he's not as well educated and that he's using that slang. And then uh, the fact that the whole world's sort of getting down on him for um, not being the best in uh, best person, I guess. uh, The sharpest tool in the shed. So is... Do you think that perhaps so perhaps it's a suge- Smash Mouth mm-hmm. um, is suggesting that or sorry I don't actually know who wrote this song we will have to look that up um, but it seems as though 
um, they are implying that the the persona, whoever is singing the song, is thinking is trying to say that the world, society, has oppressed them, and that and that this is something which they are expected to have they have expected to happen because you know, somebody once told them, as in like the world is constantly telling them this, and that is mm-hmm. because of perhaps less education, less formal education. Yes, or, yes, le- yes. Um, hmm. I I would I would agree with that analysis there. I I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what. Because, okay, I, you could take a literal meaning to this though, um, which would be a bit more uh-huh. confusing. But I'm I'm just for some reason like the rolling and the sharpest tool sort of thing is kind of making me think about baking and gardening. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just something to consider. I mean, you never know. It's possible that somebody was writing about the daytime activities of elderly women, which is a generalization, not elderly women. Not all mm-hmm. elderly women. Okay, sorry. Not all older generation people who identify as female <laughs> like to bake and garden. That is not necessarily what I'm saying. The political um, I, I, I'm I'm sorry if I've offended anyone, but it's possible that there's kind of an another thing going on. Yes, I do agree that it a, a potential other interpretation to look for is maybe more images that are suggestive of that stereotype. There, mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. Sorry about elderly sorry. woman. Let's look is that, for that. I mean, you don't have to look for that. I do appreciate your. I definitely like. We don't have to come to one agreement about this. No, no. But sorry if that was just, like, really, really left field. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but it's just, you know, when you just, you close your eyes and you just think, man, wait, sorry. First of all, is it left field or right field? I really don't know. I think it could be either. I don't know. Oh, it's just from really not in the the road. It's from, like, off the road. And it's just, like, a deer mm. that's just running into the road. It's just really random. Um, they're not even a deer, like a walrus just running into the road it's just so so out there but um uh-huh anyway um sorry that was very off topic okay so I, I guess what i was what i meant to ask was i it's one of those things where you know even though you have all of these words and you can think like this is this is my maybe what they're saying you can also like close your eyes and just think what are these words suggesting to me what mm. what what feeling does this song convey you know that's just i don't think that's I think that that's okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know. Wait, is this is this okay or is this weird? It's not weird. What? Okay. I just no. want to make sure that you're not like, what are you doing? I thought we were doing a serious <laughs> analysis of the lyrics. No. Um, okay. Sorry. Anyway, so, carry on. So taking the next two lines, um, we can we can my my initial reaction was oh so the other person is also mediocre because she's you know, doing the L on her forehead symbolizing her being a loser. But then if you watch the music video, it has a girl doing that in sort of in the direction of Smash Mouth, who's walking down the street. One moment. But then... One moment. All right, um, sorry about that. That was my back. mother. Where was I? Um, yes, in the direction of Smash Mouth, you said? In, yeah, yeah, she was having the L on her forehead symbolizing that Smash Mouth was a loser, not her. But if we take that grandma or elderly person who identifies as a woman reference, yes, um, 
we could think that the elderly woman would probably think that somebody who was making the shape of an L on her forehead was kind of dumb looking because she doesn't get the more modern slang of putting an L on her forehead. I agree. I agree. That makes sense. I mean, so uh, this is so difficult because I'm just thinking, what if there's a older generation person who doesn't identify within the binary of gender that also enjoys gardening and baking. But anyway, for the purposes of this argument, let's go with the stereotype of like a older woman who is maybe a grandmother. So Mm -hmm. perhaps knits. Yeah. Anyway. um, (laughs) Sorry. Just thought I would throw that in there because you like knitting. Might as well. Um, Might as well. So, I mean, it would make sense. I, 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 in fact, just personally have difficulty understanding some of the odd colloquial slang that is used around, and as well as, like, certain gestures, which don't quite make sense to me. And, I mean, I'm a, like, I, I, I'm not an elderly woman, (laughs) but at the same time, I mean, I'm even confused, so I can imagine that if you are just, you know, someone who really just is out baking and uh-huh. maybe using pretty dull uh, shovels mm-hmm. in your garden, it might look kind of dumb for some young person to do an L shape. Like, it just very random. What are you trying mm-hmm. to convey? Yeah. Are you signaling yeah. for help? I don't know. I So, yes, that makes sense. And, yeah, hmm, yes. It's interesting the the rhymes though the yeah. rhyme scheme here is somebody once told me the world is going to roll me which for some reason makes me think about like baked rolls but i don't quite know if that's the <laughs> like eventually you're going to get old and you're mm. going to end up baking that's just the way it is <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> i don't know um that that's i mean i don't know what you think about that but yes and then i ain't the sharpest tool in the shed you know like I might not be the most like the most smart. I might not have the sharpest gardening devices, but you know, I'm still going to still going to be baking, still going to be gardening. And then mm-hmm. so the rhyme there is that they don't rhyme me with thumb, but they do rhyme shed with head, with forehead. Uh-huh. And it's I it's interesting cuz the the rhyme scheme goes so a b c b Mm-hmm. And then um, the next one is, well, I guess, I mean, it's a new rhyme, but it's in within the next block of stanza, it's A-A-B-B, and the next yeah. one is also A-A-B-B. And then it's, I don't know, because they don't, they, they don't really return to that original rhyme scheme. Yeah, I mean, not that, really. So it's interesting, I wonder if there's, an intention for an emphasis within the rhyme scheme is in you want they want you to pay attention to more one lines more, some of the lines more than other lines because uh-huh. it stands out from the it breaks that rhyme scheme right away mm-hmm. after that so i don't know it's just something but it's to almost consider. like if that's the that's like the status quo at the beginning then they immediately break it in the second stanza and continue with the new status quo for the rest of the song so yeah, if you see, if you see what I mean, yeah. So I mean that could just be about that could be back to what you were saying about like society telling someone that they aren't smart enough 
um, mm-hmm. and like how are they going to get how, they that they can't succeed in the world? So maybe the only way they can get attention is to break the status quo. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think we should move on to the next section. Okay. Should I just? Do you mind if I just read that in a very yeah like, yeah okay yeah. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Hmm. It's interesting because if you think about, you know, it's, it is talking about, so the years start coming, they don't stop coming, as in you get older, you age. Yeah, yeah. And that really does kind of tie back into the idea of mm-hmm. the unelderly woman. So, yeah. yeah. What does fed to the rules mean? Um, I think it's that you, you're expected to live by these rules, um, and you don't really have a choice in it. Like, you're fed to them. Like, um, you would, like, feed the prey or whatever to an animal in the zoo. Um, like the, you don't get a choice in the matter. You're all, you're gonna get consumed by the rules. Hmm. Um, I think that's an interesting, um, if we take that uh older woman analysis again like that generation especially the women were set to so such um extreme standards and rules that they had to live by like they didn't really have a choice they were um sort of getting fed to it their whole lot the rules their whole lives yeah and it says um federal and they hit the ground running it's like it's from from the perspective of the person from from that persona it's like the it's it kind of makes sense in that like with the other idea of like having to break the status quo to get that that not mm-hmm. attention but also like in this case like survival like if you it's yeah. like you're fed to this rules like the rules it kind of puts the rules in a in a place where they are negative and harmful like the image uh-huh. of being fed to them is like you're yeah, going yeah. to die so in order to survive you got to hit the ground running is and you got to be very hasty and mm-hmm. like pr- like runs run away from the rules get yourself r- far away from these um rules that society is trying to oppress yeah. you with yeah and it just didn't make sense not to live for fun I-, I wonder if that kind of makes if that's kind of pointing at why wouldn't one live for fun and be okay with being reckless because um, why would you not do that? Why would you let yeah. yourself be constrained? Yeah. Or if that is, didn't make sense not to live for fun, as in the reason why they're hitting the ground running is because that running is fun, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, it didn't make sense not to, like... Not to run. Not to run. I don't know if the... I, by that, I don't necessarily mean that they have, like, a hobby of running. Maybe they do. Maybe they're incredibly fit. But I was thinking more in this in the way of um, it didn't make sense, like, logically just didn't make sense why uh, why you wouldn't do something fun, mm-hmm. um, which in this case is running away from the rules, as in maybe not even just running away from oppressive rules, but just, like, breaking them because... Yeah, I mean, breaking rules. Fun stuff. For but some I'm, people, I guess. I'm just wondering, like, do you think... Do you think that it's possible that this is about um, an elderly woman who has lived a life of reckless behavior because 
they desired to break the rules. They desi- they wanted to to live on the edge in that way. Um, I th- I think we could take that interpretation. I don't I don't know if that'll hold up necessarily for the rest of it. Um, but so far it seems like it's holding up decently. All right. Um. Uh, your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Thoughts on that? Um, I mean, if we if we think of it this again in the context of the elderly woman, she's we see her as a young woman who is breaking the rules or running away from the rules that she's been fed to her whole life. But then, when we see her as an older woman in the first uh, stanza. She's doing the stereotypical things that um, an older woman would do. So her brain has gotten smart from breaking the rules, but her head's gotten dumb and she's reverted back to yeah. the rules of society. Maybe her head heading, head getting dumb is almost kind of... It reminds me of that, that image of the dumb finger in the shape of an L on the forehead kind of thing. Like her, I mean, one, she doesn't quite understand that because, I mean older woman and she just doesn't understand that but maybe Uh it's also like she's reverted into the stereotype because it's exhausting to be running from the rules Mm -hmm. or maybe her brain has gotten smart and she wants to but she just doesn't have the energy to Uh to break those rules anymore so she has just fallen into this stereotype expected position in society of being the the baking gardening lady of the street yeah you could also think of um like your brain is like inside your head and you don't really see that but your head is like the actual physical thing that you see so uh, yes on inside she's still rebelling from the stereotypes but on the outside her head is dumb so on the outside she's not rebelling from the stereotypes anymore that makes sense yeah i i i can i can support that all right um would you like to read the next section okay it says so much to do so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Ah, that's poetry. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. so, so much to do. All right. So it's kind of, so I think that the part where they say so much to do, so much to see. So that part is really, it's kind of a very blatant thing as in like, Oh, there's so like there's so many opportunities, so much happening. Like lo- life has an abundant amount of like just so many different things mm-hmm. which you can do and see. But I don't quite understand what they mean by so. What's wrong with taking the back streets? What what does that mean? The back streets? Do you think? Because that um, makes me think about the the boy band, the Backstreet Boys, which is maybe not what they're going for. Yeah, I think I think of that as sort of like taking the route off the beaten path. Um, like, you don't have to do, follow the rules and do what society tells you to do. Like, society would tell you, oh, you need to take the fastest route to get there. Like, go take the freeway. Um, but I think what, uh, Smash Mouth is saying here is that, sort of posing the rhetorical question, that there shouldn't be something wrong with maybe taking the longer route sometimes and, you know, finding, finding new things, taking the back streets so to speak so suggesting um, that like you experience you'll 
have a fuller, like you'll, you'll experience more if you are willing to break out of that expectation of the, the straight, yeah. e- like that path there and take the back streets. Hmm. You'll experience more and learn more. This is a very interesting thing because currently I'm thinking about what you're saying, but I'm also imagining like an older woman wearing a sweater with some gardening stuff and some rolls, like talking to uh-huh. the Backstreet Boys. Okay. I feel like that's definitely not what they're going for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's just... Anyway, you never know if you don't go. So again, with that, you don't know. You know, if you don't try, you're not going to ever Uh know the outcome of that. Though the outcome could be terrible, but who knows. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen on the back streets. You'll never shine if you don't glow. I'm not sure what that means. I, I mean, I do think that shine and glow both... I mean, one... They have different meanings, and mm. so there's that. But I think glowing makes me think about, like, when things are dark, you or something can, like, give off light. Uh-huh. And then shining doesn't require the darkness to give off light. So, like you like as in like when you're glowing it gets high like you get highlighted by the darkness around you and then when you're shining you can independently get that light and attention out does that quite make sense i'm not sure if that makes sense um i think i think so so like the way i think about it at least is like glowing is just sort of there it's it's not as prominent as shining so the way I thought of this was that if you don't have that initial glow, if you don't have that initial sort of spark, then you'll never grow in your potential and grow to the sort of shining capacity. So do you think uh, that this elderly woman, if we're going to go with that interpretation there, uh-huh. um, this elderly woman feels as though... So it's interesting because they say you... They also say I, so it's so that first person, second person thing. Although it's a first person, I would say it's a first person song for the most part. The you statements are oftentimes about the person who's narrating, but uh-huh. it's also almost like it's giving advice. Yeah. So it could be like an older woman maybe talking to somebody, we don't know yet, but mm-hmm. giving advice about these things, like believing perhaps they have shined, like they know what it's like to shine. Yeah. Or perhaps they believe they did not shine, and this is why they did not shine. And they want mm-hmm. to. Sh- they wish that they could have shine, could have sh- sh- shown shine. Yeah. They had. The, uh, they wish that they had shine, been able to shine. They wish that they had been yeah. able to shine. That's that's what we're going with. I can't. I can't English right now. Um, okay. But yeah. So it's poten- potentially that. Um, so hmm. Anyway, yeah. Interesting. So that that kind of idea of. Like, giving advice and being like, I have lots of life experience, and you just don't know what's going to happen, so you have to take risks and, you know, have that initial spark of, like, being willing to break these rules and expectations from off the bat. Like, when you're young. When you are young and not as tied down by yeah. the the expectations there. You gotta hit the ground running. You gotta You gotta get away from the rules right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a bit more deep than I was expecting from Smash Mouth. 
Yeah. And also considering when we just looked up that I just found that article quite recently, as in in the last hour, I found an article about this song that said that some of the original drafted lyrics to this song involved, mm-hmm. instead of saying the line, which is a little later, all, um, only shooting stars break the mold. It, it said instead, wave bye-bye to your soul, which, I mean, uh-huh. I don't know if we are arguing for an, a writer's intention, as in what they were intending by the song. Um, I'm pretty sure we aren't at this point. Yeah, I think it's just a, what does it mean? But if, but in, if, in, if you were to take the perspective of, like, what were they trying to write about? Maybe it, it's a, that, that, that if they had kept that original lyric, it would have shifted the tone of the song to something a bit more... Um, a, to, it would have shifted the tone of the song to be a bit more pessimistic about um, about succeeding in, in like, doing what you want, despite all of these things from society. But anyway, uh-huh. sorry. Sorry. Talking too much. Sorry. Okay. Are we good with that stanza? Or do we want to... Yeah, let's let's move okay. on. So next is or the wait, chorus. No. This is yeah. the Hey Now You're an All Star, Get Your Game On, Go Play. Hey Now You're a Rock Star, Get the Show On, Get Paid. All That Glitters is Gold, Only Shooting Stars Break the Mold. So this is where the title comes from. Yes. Is this line, actually. That's true. So, Hey Now You're an All Star, Get Your Game On, Go Play. So that that's... So that makes me think about sports. Mm-hmm. Don't know Definitely. why. But All Star well, is a All-Star brand is of a shoe, sport. sport thing. It's a brand of sneaker, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and also they have uh, like the All Star game, uh, specifically in baseball, where they take all the best players. Oh, and, I was unaware. Uh, put them together, yeah. Oh wow, so I did not know. Why, that's why it reminds you of sports because it's actually a sports thing. I mean, most of the thing, most of what I've learned from. My I have very limited knowledge of baseball, being that I once went to a baseball game and my dad talked about it a little bit. Um, uh-huh. There's a baseball scene in High School Musical 2. Um, yeah. They tend to play electronic organ music that is like pop songs, but made in like, played on an organ when you're <laughs> in the stadium. And um, what else do I know about baseball? Um, One time I tried to use sports terms to describe something for robotics, like a grand slam where you like do very, I think a grand slam is when you like have a very successful, very successful run in baseball, something like that. I don't quite know, but I tried to use that phrase once in robotics and I accidentally said all hit run, Uh which is not the same thing, but I don't know much about baseball. Sorry. Um, you might have to go off this one. Um, both of my brothers played Little League. I know what a Grand Slam is. It is uh, when all there's um, people on all the bases and somebody else hits a home run. Um, and then they get four points. Um, um, four four points. Points are good. Four runs. Runs. My, my dad will get mad at me if I don't say runs. Oh, um, runs. So, ru- <laughs> you know. Points are I, runs I, in baseball. So, so saying an all-hit run was not totally inaccurate. It just sounded mm. kind of stupid. All hit run would be when it's not like a. You it was from hits, not from. Like oh, would it make sense? Would it make more sense than to say an all run hit? Um, no. All I don't right. think that would work either. All right, sorry. Um, apologies for my 
for my inability to use sports terminology. Um, I, I, I do not know. Anyway, how do you think baseball ties into all of this? Is it possible that, um, is it possible that an elder, that this elderly woman wished that she could have played baseball because for some reason baseball is gendered specific to the male gender or maybe so is, is our, all, is all-star a softball thing too? Um, <laughs> is that related? I, I mean, it probably is, but if we go with the baseball thing, um, the song was written in 1999. So the, the older generation at that time would have um, been like coming of age in the forties. Um, oh, baseball popular. Yes. Baseball was popular in the forties. Baseball was so popular. In fact, that um, when all, all the men went off to world war two, um, they they didn't have a baseball team because the men were all fighting a war. And so they were like, we need our baseball. Um, so they actually formed a women's league of baseball at that time. And so if this woman was the type of person who in her youth um, went against the rules, perhaps she went and played baseball in her youth. Yeah. And then Whoa. Oh the my men came back and she... She had to stop playing baseball because now they had men to field the team, so quite, don't need the women. This kind of so it's possible that this all this talk about breaking the rules and getting your start when you can is like she seizes this opportunity. She she uh-huh. so she's given this opportunity to play baseball because I mean they want baseball teams and I mean she wants to play and she takes that opportunity mm-hmm. and maybe it leads to success at least for a brief amount of time. This is like good life advice it's like you get an opportunity to play yeah. baseball yeah. when it's uh, when you're allowed to that take that opportunity i mean that's not really the life advice that's been given but that's definitely something that you can take away from this song is that you should play baseball when you get a chance mm, maybe okay i, I think it's know. i think it's interesting Sorry. um also the order of the first line being all-star and then the second line being rock star because chronologically, if we're taking this old woman, she would have had the chance to be a baseball star, um, like in the 40s. And then it was like the 60s and 70s when rock became a thing. So perhaps she changed and became a rock musician. That is that is a good point. I am just... I, I think I might know who this song is about. Give me a sec. Um, but anyway... Um, Yes, let's carry on with the glitters of glitters is gold line and such. Do you have any thoughts about that? Because I think that all that glitters is not necessarily gold. Um, which yeah. is, but I don't know if they're trying to make a point in saying that, or if it's just for the alliteration of the G sound. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. because they have. Sh- so I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, all that glitter is um, not is certainly not gold, but glitter does remind me of the image of a rock star, and gold reminds me of like yeah. money and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I I I agree with you that personally I don't believe that all that glitters is gold, but I'm wondering if she means like, but or they mean she's not right. There's no woman writing this song. It's by Smash Mouth, but um, if they're getting at the fact that if you see an opportunity that looks good, you might as well take it because, you know, that could be gold. 
And so it's sort of giving reassurance, like, yeah, you should take that opportunity because it's going to be gold. So who do you, do you think? Well. Who do you think this old woman is telling this to? Who? who what did? Who is? Who is this div, um, advice directed towards? I'm I'm kind of thinking that it could be um, the girl in the beginning who was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. That is that that makes complete sense. That's kind of my my thought. Who 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 would that girl be though? I mean, uh, I mean, you could speculate on perhaps a grandchild, but I mean, yeah. I feel like a grandchild wouldn't show that disrespect. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't show or that disrespect. Um, perhaps it's a gardening buddy. Maybe she's telling her life story to a gardening buddy. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe it's her gardening buddy's grandchild. grandchild. Or yeah. <laughs> or just like some neighborhood girl. Perhaps. I guess it doesn't really matter. Let's carry on. So wait. And only shoot And only shooting stars break the mold. You know, for some reason that makes me think again about baseball. I'm not quite sure, but the image of a shooting star kind of like reminds me like of the arc of a baseball in the air. I'm not uh-huh. sure why, um, but it kind of makes, for some reason, so the sound break, that, that sound, that break, like the word break, mm-hmm. it makes me think about, about just with all of the context here, but thinking about the crack noise that happens when a baseball uh-huh. hits a ball. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? It, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, it, it's that, it's that s- sound, what is it called when you use sound, sorry? The crack of the bat? No, but like, what is it called yeah. when you use this, the sounds in your words to kind of suggest? Oh, there, there's a word for that. Uh, it's not onomatopoeia, is it? I don't think so. I think that's like, I think that's when you like make sounds like the, like you say creak, go to the chair or something, or like pow or whatever. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry about that though. It's just that's kind of what it was suggesting to me. Like, I just imagine mm-hmm. like the the sound break break for some reason that is suggestive of that the crack of the bat against a ball which again reminds and i'm not sure why that is and i'm not sure if that actually ties into the meaning but it definitely is suggestive there for me and it kind of brings back the image of this baseball maybe maybe the rock star gig was you know so you know being an all-star, you know, being on, on baseball, you play. He says, get your game on, go play. You know, it was play. It was fun. It was what you wanted to be doing, what she wanted to be doing. And, you know, rock star was kind of like a part-time uh-huh. thing. I mean, like, it maybe wasn't her passion, you know? Like, it is a rock mm-hmm. group singing the song. But if you think, like, maybe it's like, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid. Like, this is like... It's possible that both of these things were happening at the same time, you know? Maybe... The passion was baseball, uh-huh. but like the life, life mm-hmm. and parents and everyone was pushing, pushing her towards being a rock musician. I feel like that for the time period would not be accurate. But uh, when I when I uh, listened to this line, I sort of connected it back to the line of only being able to shine. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Um and because they both have sort of that light imagery, I guess. Um, and like the first, you'll never shine if you don't glow sort of gives that feeling of um, if you don't have this potential already, you're not going to shine. And then this one, only shooting stars break the mold, that takes that shining a step further that you have to like embody that shine before you can actually make change and break the mold. 
So sort of break the rules. Uh, if we want to connect it back to that um, idea of her breaking the rules. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think sort of talking about her struggle um, that she felt helpless to actually be able to break the mold because she wasn't this shooting star and she saw other people being these shooting stars or just the difficulty of getting to this level of shooting stars. Shooting, shooting, shooting stars makes me think so for some, okay, sorry, but it might just be all the sports, but shooting, like you shoot a basketball. So uh-huh. I don't know, like that whole last line just reminds me again of the baseball thing and the glitters. Yeah. It reminds me of the rock thing. And it's, it's like, it's, I don't know why, but like gold is, so gold is like, man, that's gold. Like that's a, that's, it's either one of those things where gold is, is like, that is uh, irreplaceable, beautiful, magnificent, amazing gold. That's what gold is. But Uh also could be taken as like glitters as in like all the glamour of being a rock star. All of that Mm -hmm. is gold. It's just money. It's, it's that, it's that physical thing. Whereas a shooting star is this kind of image that's just even, you know, it's even more like, it's more like mysterious and kind of magical Mm -hmm. and like something you can't, it's not tangible. It's something you like can aspire for something people wish upon something people like invest emotions into. Okay. So So, I don't know why, but that for me just makes me think again about like this desire to, you know, rock star was really just rock stardom was really just this job. It was really just Mm -hmm. to pay the bills, you know? Yeah. Whereas being a baseball player was like really, maybe, maybe they got injured. Maybe they didn't, Maybe they couldn't succeed anymore after the baseball league disbanded. Maybe they didn't weren't even part of the female baseball league, but they wanted to be a part of, but they couldn't because they mm. were going on a path to rock stardom. Like, we don't really know here, but I I feel like there is some tension between those two that that line there about wanting to be. Like th- the whole thing with, it's possible yeah. that, if that makes sense, just that it was okay. like an aspiration to be this baseball player but you end up being a rock star instead and it just sucks or, or maybe not you you have been you've been the pretty worst serious job. you've been rock pretty star. serious about 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 this an- analysis i hope that you don't think that i'm taking this just not seriously at all because i am <laughs> i'm i'm being serious like hey i'm being serious about this hope that you realize that maybe okay. you don't maybe you don't realize that i don't know Eh. Okay, do you want to move on to the next yeah. stanza? Okay, the next line is, it's a cool place and they say it gets colder. You're bundled up now, wait till you get older. But the meteor men beg to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. Hmm. Um, so, I, I think that this, the second line here, you're bundled up now, wait till you get older, connects back to that idea of an older person talking to a younger person. Bundled up? About... Like, you're bundled up creating... Sorry, I interrupted you. Like, bun- uh, you can say what you're going to say, sorry. Yeah, uh, of the older person talking to the younger person and sort of giving them advice. So we still have that that um, image of an older person talking to a younger person. So that's, that's still in place. Um, bundled up could mean... It, it suggests to me, like, bundled up... It, it partially has to do with like with it's a cool place and they say it gets colder cold being mm-hmm. a harsh yeah. 
unpleasant thing bundled up meaning you're protected, you're comfortable, you're safe now, but you just have to wait until you get a bit older and you won't be that protected. Mm-hmm. Also, that image yeah. of bundled up is like the image of a child or a baby that's bundled up. Uh-huh. So that kind of, it makes sense there to be like, this is a caution now. I'm telling you, you can break, like, you can break the mold, you know. You, but the thing is, like, right now, you might feel like, I don't really have to break the mold. Everything's laid out in front of me. I kind of have things going yeah. for me. But there, but it will get more difficult as you get older. And, like, maybe that's mm-hmm. kind of a warning. Like, it's cool now, but just just wait. It's going to – it might get worse, you know? I think um, also, like, the double meaning of cool. Like, we know, like, cool, that's so cool. And then also, like, cool as in cold. Um, if we take it as that idea of an elderly person talking about this again – like, they're trying to use the slang, but it's totally not coming through, and they're actually using it in the intended way of meaning slightly cold. Oh, that does make sense. Perhaps they view the way that life is for this younger person as being really laid back, and, like, the kids, they think it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just cool. It's just laid back yeah. and pretty con- comfortable and things, but maybe mm-hmm. the, the the older person's not yeah just not quite using that correctly and being like it's cool place it's like physically like it, as in it's more harsh and less like a when as in it's it, it is more of a warning than saying it's cool it gets colder not not trying to say it's good and it gets even more good but rather just yeah. that warning i think it's interesting that it's they um they use the word they Instead of, like, uh, sort of that third person, like, this person, the person who's speaking doesn't have that actual experience of it getting colder, but they say it gets colder, like, if you do follow the rules, it's just going to get worse, it's going to get colder. And the but society is this bad. person like, didn't is... follow the rules, and so it, um, they retained the, like, heat of youth, I guess. Or warm, yeah, that that of youth. they being this kind of like third bo- third person kind of, I mean obviously in in the modern context they can be like a person, but I think that in this context yeah it's it does and again this was written in 1999, um so that there's that but then there's also they is just this entity that is it's a it's kind of like the othering thing where you go us and them and me it's almost yeah. like it's like. This old per- older person is saying us being me and you, they being everyone else, the mm-hmm. world, society, they are going to make yes. it harder for yeah. you. They say it's going to be harder for you. It says, but the meteor men beg to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. But the people who made it to space, those people who became, sh- who went up with the shooting stars, those people who played baseball, sorry, um, but those people... They would they they beg to differ. They think, you know, we can still achieve great things, even if it does get hard. And it's an, also uh-huh. interesting with all of this like space imagery. The meteor men beg to differ, judging by the whole yeah, the satellite yeah. picture. They've designed these suits. The meteor men have designed these suits to be able to withstand the frigid temperatures of space, and mm-hmm. the lack of atmosphere there. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the whole the you're bundled now just wait till you get older but like there are people who find ways to compensate and end up making ways of still continuing to do all of these great things and like going great places and going becoming with going up with the shooting stars you know in space i don't know okay what do you think sorry um 
I don't know if you have any ideas on the fourth line, but for the if we take the second and third lines, if we think of the meteor men like shooting stars breaking the mold, the people who have that fame, have that glory, are in the position to change things, they beg to differ that it's not going to get colder as you get older. Um, and that because they have that fame, they have they're the the shooting stars, um, and they they have that power, I guess, um, and their life is still good, um, not colder because they um, don't have to follow the rules really. Um, they're they're above society. I total I agree with you, but also sorry for this brief interruption. But I googled Meteor Man, and in 1993, there is a fantasy movie um, that is has uh, 5 out of 10 ratings, sla- and also 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, that, that has James Earl Jones and Bill Crosby in it, and it's, um, it's about a teacher who is, I think he gets hit by a meteor, and then he has superpowers. Just okay. just thought I would bring that in, but that was that is within well, the time that is within the time period. Um just Bill letting Cosby you know Cosby was kind of above the law for a while. So I mean, what is if that is if that reference is a reference to this film, it's possible th- that when it, when it says judging by the hole in the satellite picture, that makes me think about there being a gaping hole in the picture. Picture being like for some reason pictures like a screening of a film or something. Uh-huh. So for that, for that, that, that's what it makes me think of, which is like mm-hmm. the, the, the film industry there and that, that classic, classic 1993 film, the meteor man by uh, starring Robert Townsend and James Earl Jones and Bill Crosby. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. We ready to move on. Uh, yes. Sorry, that was very tangential. Okay. Um, then it says, The ice we skate is getting pretty thin. The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. My world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it, and I'll never get bored. See, there's all of this contradictory kind of image between the cold and the warm. It, it's kind of, yeah. like, it's it's this imagery of, like, the, so the ice we skate is getting thin. So, well, first, that makes me think about global warming, but that's, like, mm, yeah. a different thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Definitely. Yeah, it does make me think about global warming, which is, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's, um, I, I think it's real. Um, anyway, so the ice we skate is getting thin. So that's the place you tread where you are in your world, mm-hmm. this cold place. But it's getting thinner, the water's getting warmer, and so you might as well just dive right in. Dive right, like, if, if this cold reality of the like where you're supposed to be going and like the hard stuff is just it's it's like collapsing why wouldn't you just dive headfirst into into everything and just you know swim through life rather than just try and try and be anxious treading on the surface of this thing that's falling apart that makes sense i'm not sure if that does uh-huh. like you have to sort of give in to the fact that society is collapsing um oh my because otherwise oh. <laughs> there's there's no way to survive you just have to sort of roll with it and 
Yeah. Um, instead of just you, but you gotta, being you gotta like with it. <laughs> alone by yourself in the forest or whatever, you have to sort of embrace the society as it is and try to fix it from within the society. Um, and I, I think it's sort of like the ice we skate is getting pretty thing. I think of that as sort of like time's running out. Um, but it I think the sense. interesting line on here is that's the way I like it and I'll never get bored. Hmm. Like, the fact that our society has, um, I guess I'm taking this out of the historical context, context but um, the fact that our society has come to this point where our news is basically like our entertainment. And it's almost like you kind of want to be bored at this point, but probably at that point. I mean, you don't get bored from the news is the thing. Yeah, that's... Nowadays. See, and it but makes sense, and you're saying out of historical context. Well, one, it's always been like that. I mean, in the 1940s or whatever, and, you know, in the 1940s, 60s, all of that, there's always something going on in the world. People don't yeah. get bored of hearing yeah. about it, although people also get really stressed about hearing about it. But, I mean, if you think about this, just just take a step back for a second, think... Maybe when Smash Mouth was writing a song about an elderly woman talking about her baseball and um, rock stardom history, they just decided to, to, to not be completely historically accurate and threw in a reference or two to some, some quality space films and maybe were like, also, life is stressful. Because, I mean, yeah. it was then, but also it's possible they're just nodding to the present because, I mean, this could be, one, a reflection of the elderly woman talking about her past but being able to relate it to the present, or it could just be Smash Mouth having not done all of their research correctly, necessarily. I mean, the when I was thinking, taking it out of historical context, I, I was meaning, like, um, the fact that it was written in 1999 and I was thinking of 2018. Oh, um, but... I would I would say that it's always but, been like that actually, yeah. Un- uh, unfortunately. And also mm. the the taking it out mm. of historical context. I thought you were talking about was that global warming was not a concern in the 1940s. Oh, that's what I yeah. thought you were talking I mean, about. But enough about global warming. Anyway, I don't know. That's yeah. the thing. My world's on fire also makes me think about like the passion and the yeah the being how like it says. You know, earlier it says, it's a cool place and it gets colder, you're bundled now, but wait to get older. Now sh- this person can maintain their own heat that way. They can mm-hmm. maintain that body temperature. They're old enough to regulate that, but also they yeah. are, like, they have enough passion and drive to do whatever it is they're doing, baseball playing, rock stardom, they can do that, and they can sustain that. So, I don't know. It's kind of like... It's going to get hard, but you have to learn how to maintain yourself and be independent in that way. Anyway, I say we should move on. Sorry. Um, the next line is... Okay. Somebody... We have the chorus twice. Oh, yes, the chorus. Uh, we've already been over the chorus. Uh, very pleasant um, reminders of, of being able to break the mold and really go for what you want in life. And really, yes. you know, even if you have that part-time job as a rock star you're just not a fan of, you can really you know, try and make time for your hobbies like baseball playing um, and gardening and baking because uh-huh. that's what's happening. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So uh, the, the next line, the next uh, verse stanza or whatever. So um, the next one is, somebody once asked me, could I spare some change for gas? I need to get myself away from this place. 
I said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself, and we could all use a little change. That's pretty cl- I would say I will give Smash Mouth a bit of credit there. That's kind of a clever use play of word on words there with we could all use a little change relating to the setup for for spare some change for gas and then a little change as in Yeah. As in, well, changing gas and prices also because those are high. But also, yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Um Yeah, as in so so the fuel actually the fuel there in that fourth line makes me think about the fire that's burning mm-hmm. in them. The, oh, the passion yeah. there. It makes yeah, me think that's about, a good good point. Yeah, like having fuel there and being able to Stoking fuel that. The fire. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody once asked me if I could spare some change for gas. Well, one, what are they using the gas for? So, I mean, you could maybe take this in the literal way where they're like, oh, yes, they are purchasing gasoline at a gas station to power their gasoline powered cars. But you could also take this as um, as like if you could spare some change for gas. And so so I need to get myself away from this place. Makes sense. But for some reason, it is quite suggestive to me of like nuclear a wep- like, not nuclear, like, gas weaponry. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe just because of what we're learning about in history class, that's yeah. probably it. But probably. there's that. And so there's that, and then there's also just that when... So here it says somebody once asked, could I spare some change for gas? I need to get myself away from this place. That's one person who's talking to this yeah, woman yeah. saying... Um, that's what I thought. Yeah, I need... To, I mean, it's a, I said yeah afterwards, so... Clearly, this person kind of is similar to this woman in this way of, like, I need to get out of here, mm-hmm. I need to, you know, yeah. be able to try and break that mold, that, yeah. um... Maybe she's running away from a husband or something. Yeah, perhaps. 50s. I mean, that's also assuming that... That she can actually drive. That she can drive and that she has a husband, <laughs> you know? Because, um, like, maybe she doesn't have a husband. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, if she's running away from society's constructs, that would uh, mean running away from a husband if she were living in the 50s. True. Although, it does make sense that it's- but, but but this is somebody else asking for that gas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself. See, that's interesting when it's- if, if the suggestion is I need to get out of this uh, society that is, you know, um, forcing me to have a husband in the- fif- like in the 50s, forcing me to have a husband, forcing me to stay home and have kids and that sort of thing. Then maybe it says, I said, yep, what a concept. Maybe this is another person who was the first person to introduce this idea of breaking the mold to her. You know, I could use a little fuel Mm. myself. I could use something. I could use this, what you're telling me now, as encouragement to, like, be able to get going with my life and start doing things I want to Uh do. It's interesting that that's placed there. I think it's interesting that, actually, that it's placed here um, in the song, you know, after the chorus has gone twice. And I believe there's an instrumental break, too. Yeah, um, three times actually. Oh wow! If you count the first. Oh time yeah. And then so chorus. So, but it's like after the chorus playing twice, and there's an instrumental break, which is a good instrumental break. Um, mm-hmm. but and then this is placed here rather than earlier on. It's like, let me tell you about this, but let me tell you that I had to be taught this too. This is not yeah. something that you just get on your an idea you get on your own because it's so hard to come up with this idea on your own because of the way that you're restricted in society, like. You got to have people out there to tell you these things so that you can uh-huh. do that. Because if you don't, you just go with yeah. go with the mold. You just you just get the brainwashing. Like the the person who's tell who's narrating it for the most of the time is sort of bringing herself back into like a a real person who also had to be taught this. Like she's not she wasn't just born with this idea. She's not some sort of like all knowing deity. Like 
yeah, she has a history, and there was a history before that history as well. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, so that is, let's just summarize real quick. So I would say we've kind of covered this, and uh, I mean, would you say that we've covered most of this? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say that um, after after that verse, we have um, the years start coming again, that verse, and then we have the so much to do, so much to see verse again. It's like course, a re- and then they repeat and they choose the to last re- two lines. They choose to repeat it, um, and I wonder if that has to do with you know they they introduce that um, they have another internal rhyme there with the I gap mean, and what a concept, but it's the same it, like, rhyme scheme as, as the first part. Actually, if you don't, if you, it's more lines, it's written out as more lines, but it's actually the same rhyme scheme with an internal rhyme between yep and concept or slant rhyme. Mm-hmm. There, would you um, say that's true or I don't? I was I was thinking that she we were we um sort of decided that she introduces her own history and then um then it's like she goes back chronologically about how she was fed to the rules and she hit the ground running so i think i think that's kind of interesting that they go back to that idea of this is her story now in chronological order including this part about her having a history of somebody else telling um sort of being the inciting factor of why she's doing this you know um just as kind of i'm just wondering like do you think that they're right that that smash mouth was writing about somebody who's still alive or uh, or is it possible that they have passed away and this is like if they got to this point yeah i don't know do you think it's an actual Uh, person or do you think it's a persona because for the past um during this discussion for the past half an hour or so i've been looking up female rock musicians to try and find one that liked to play baseball. If that's if that's a bad idea then sorry about that. Thank you for analyzing that with me Claire. Um so maybe now we could just both say kind of what our own personal takeaways from our conversation was and then we can move into the ever so important uh knitting and flag discussion. Okay. Um so from this I learned that uh, Smash Mouth is actually talking about older women, or an older woman, um, or if we want to be super politically correct, a person of an older generation who identifies as female. Um, but also, that if you want to be a baseball player and a rock star at the same time, you should go for it. Hmm. Yeah. How about you? What did you learn? I guess I would say that I think this song is... You know, it has a lot more meaning to me now, now that I, now that Mm -hmm. I know kind of what, what is, what it's supposed to talk about, what, what it's really talking about. And, you know, I'd say, I don't know if I I learned much because a lot of this is kind of like, I mean, a lot of this is stuff that is kind of like standard life lessons for future Mm -hmm. sort of things. But I mean, I never before thought that. Um, the song featured now I'm just now I'm really just curious about why like where it is placed in Shrek and like whether or not that has any intention because I'm not sure Mm -hmm. what the general interpretation of the song is because I didn't quite look into that but like I don't know if Shrek has a reason for having this song which is about this this older person who identifies as female and fits into the stereotype of that older female. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure. advice and stuff. Yeah, so anyway. So now is the time when we are going to talk about our interests. 
Claire, would you like to begin? Okay, I will begin. So, currently, I have three projects going on. Um... My my main project that I'm doing is that I am uh, knitting the periodic table. So I'm using different stitches to make little boxes, and then I'm going to end up probably painting because I'm too lazy to embroider, and I don't have the time or patience for that. Um, and I'm going to embroider all the elements into the little boxes. Well, not actually, I'm not going to embroider them. I'm going to paint them or write them. Um, then my other project is that over Christmas, I made a, a fingerless glove, and I only have one of them, so I'm trying to make the second one. But how did you I'm not make really that? That far of that? Did you? I I knit it. I mean, but did you knit the fingers separate from, or, I, I okay. How do I ask? How, do you, did you knit the fingers separate, or did you knit all of it at once, or how did you? No, it's a. F- it's a fingerless glove. It doesn't have fingers. Okay, but I by fingerless, I, I oh, just the hand. Okay, because when I think of fingerless, yeah. I sometimes think of those kinds of gloves that have like the fingers without the ends of the fingers. That makes oh yeah, no, it has um like one. It's sort of like a mitten, except that it doesn't have the tops. Hmm. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Okay. What co- wait? What color is it? It's uh like a dark purple. Hmm. I'd love to see it when you get a chance. Okay. Sorry, my but... my other knitting news isn't actually knitting news. It's crocheting news. Um, so I recently learned to crochet. Um, and so I started making a hat. Do you like crocheting and... more or less? Sorry, I'm just... I, I, I prefer knitting, but I think part of that is because um, I've been doing it longer and it's easier for me. Hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to crochet a hat. Uh... It kind of might not turn out too well because it's a little bit small, I think, right now. But um, eh, it's it's going. It's gray. It's uh, just like a simple beanie hat. Do you like stuffed animals? Um, I guess. Well, you could knit it for a st- or sorry, crochet. You could crochet it for a stuffed animal. It's it's more like baby's head size mm. than stuffed animal head size. Um, but yeah, so do you, that's all I have for knitting, but, uh, do you have some flag news for us? Um, perhaps. I am currently trying to figure that out. Um, so, I, uh, hi, I'm Elliot, and I like flags. Um, (laughs) Claire likes to knit, I also like to knit, but I think our time would be better spent, and the more interesting segment of the end portion has begun, um, North American, North American. So many people like flags. Yes, including myself. Um, so I guess there isn't much news. I wouldn't say there's news per se. Um, I could talk about a little bit of things I've personally done with flags in the past few days. Um, one of uh, I so vexillology is the study of flags. Um, in case you were unaware. And mm-hmm. I've recently been co- looking into um, the North American Vexillological Association, or I guess NAVA or NAVA. I'm not quite sure what that's, uh, if you can shorten it to that. But essentially, that is a uh, North American association um, for those vexillology enthusiasts. Um, I'm currently not old enough to become a uh, voting member, but uh, I'm, I am considering membership uh, this year, which is you know, 2018, which is actually just a only $20 annually. 
to be a part of this association. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not okay. going to go to a national meeting, then I don't know. Anyway, um, so I guess I don't have much news. I would really like to talk about the Canadian flag, although it might be more appropriate for me to save that. Should I save that or should I just leave that or keep talking about it? Should I talk about the Canadian flag? Um, you might as well since you've already mentioned it. Okay. At this point, so. so if you, if, uh, it, Claire, if you, if you didn't know, my current favorite flag, uh, national flag, that is like country flag, um, yes. is the Canadian yeah. flag. It is yeah, my. Yep, I knew that. Yep. Uh, who yeah, would have thought? You sent, sent me some pictures of it. Yes, that is correct. Uh, the other night when I was not able to sleep, um, I took it upon myself to create some phone wallpapers, um, of the Canadian flag, um, and various other kind of fun pride-like flags, um, in combination with the Canadian flag. But the important thing is, I, I now have Canadian flag as my screensaver, and that, that really, really makes, makes every day just better, I must say. Um, anyway, uh, so a little history on the Canadian flag, um, also, feel free to contact me if I get any of this wrong. Um, it, it's been a it's been a while since I did a little bit of studying on the Canadian flag, so this is mostly going off memory. But the Canadian flag was adopted the the one that is you know classic, known the red and white with the with the red on the sides and the white in the middle with the beautiful eleven pointed maple leaf in the center. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yes. Is yep, yep. it was adopted in 1965. On February 15th, um, which is pretty soon, so it's very exciting. Um, and it has, as as any good flag, it is, it, 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 so, uh, Claire, you are aware of that the, um, what is it? Oh, so we are from Portland, um, both yeah. of us, uh, Portland, Oregon, and the Portland, Oregon city flag is pretty nice, but I'll, I'll talk about that another day. Um, the Portland uh, flag society that we have here the association okay. here um yeah. actually has it has on the website this guide about whether or not fl- like flags that are good and bad and and you know uh-huh. you can have access to that so um it might be other places too but that's where i found it um and so in my personal opinion and also in a pretty like it's pretty respected the canadian flag is very well designed it's a very well designed mm-hmm. flag and yes, it's it's pretty modern, pretty pretty new. Uh, previous designs were, you know, they were a bit complicated. But really, those key things in in any good design, but especially flag design, is the the symbolism and the kind of elegant simplicity. You don't want to have words or crazy things happening. Um, and the Canadian flag really does a great job with that. You know, so the 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 symbolism is pretty good. Um, th- what what it is is the the red on the sides. Um, the red on the sides uh is representative of the two bodies of water which surround the country or which are on the sides of the country of Canada and the maple leaf is just a national symbol of like the Canadian identity but um it is uh, um i mean obviously i'm american but our flag is eh. i mean it's it's like good but it would be better if it was symmetrical anyway the canadian flag is it has the symbol in the center and the points on the maple leaf originally there were i want to say 13 um and that was kind of symbolic of like the territories and provinces and uh within canada but um it ended up looking kind of weird so they they dropped two of the the points and it looks really good now and 
I really like the Canadian flag, and yep, I think that's all I'm going to say about it because <laughs> is kind of giving me this look of you've been ranting about the Canadian flag a bit too long. Uh, yes, if you if you have mm. any if you have any interesting things to share um, about to the Canadian flag, you should you should tell you should contact us. You should go ahead and do that. And okay. anyway, I think we are now is time to wrap up. All right, so today we got lost in the lyrics of All Star by Smash Mouth, and we learned that it is about a older, um, older generation person who identifies as female who fits the stereotype of one of those people with those characteristics that is talking to a younger person about following your dreams and doing what you love. And not letting society dictate what you end up choosing. Thank you to Greg Camp from Smash Mouth for writing it, and to the band Smash Mouth for singing and performing it. This podcast was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot. The opening and closing music is by Elliot, and I'm usually the one you interact with on social media. If you have any questions or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future, then you can find us on Twitter at um, something that we'll probably link in the description of this podcast. Or email us at lostinthelyrics.pod at gmail.com. Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Pod and that you join us next time to get Lost in the Lyrics. lyrics. Uh, We need to figure out how to time that with the FaceTime thing. You just have to kind of say it in the same rhythm and then I can sync it up later. Have a dandy day.